As I was preparing this homily, actually at the beginning of Mass here, the Lord put a song in my head. And this is a song, I don't know if you know it, but there's a song in our missal called The Lord of the Dance. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a neat song. It's just it's kind of like a, I don't know, a little bouncy little song. It says here, I dance in the morning when the world was begun, and I dance in the moon with, with the stars and the sun. And I came down from heaven and I danced on the earth. At Bethlehem I had my birth. Then it says, this, I dance for the scribes and the Pharisee, but they would not dance and wouldn't follow me. I dance for the fishermen, for James and for John. They came with me and the dance went on. I danced on the Sabbath and I cured the lame. The holy people, they said it was a shame. They whipped and they stripped and they hung me on high and they left me there on the cross to die. I danced on a Friday when the sky, when the sky turned black. It's hard to dance when the devil's on your back. They buried my body and thought I'd gone, but I am the dance and I still go on. They cut me down and I leapt up high. I am the life that'll never, never die. I live in you and you live in me. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. Cool words, huh? Just a powerful little poem or song to to think about and reflect. And I was thinking about that because of this gospel. And I was thinking about how God, throughout history and throughout time, has come into history and time, intervened in time and history. At the greatest, most darkest and sinister moments throughout history, God has brought forth the greatest, most amazing saints. The greatest acts of love. You know, I think of one is Maximilian Kolbe, who was in the concentration camp in Auschwitz and who volunteered to die so another man who had children could live. You know, someone like that. Or John Paul II, John Paul the Great, who comes out of the horrible uh, regime of of Hitler and the evils of what went on in, in all of this and how he wrote all he wrote and did all he did because of his experience of the evil that he went through, where the ashes of his family, the ashes of his fellow Polish brothers and sisters fell from the sky as they were incinerated in the concentration camps. Things like that. John Paul the Great, uh, Teresa of Avila, who was raised up. Um, John of the Cross was raised up. All of these saints throughout history and time, if you look at every saint's life, a saint is always born out of a dark moment. Saints are always born from the darkness. Saints are always born from places seemingly oppressive, where there seems to be nowhere to turn or nowhere, nowhere to go. That's where God is most accessible to us in those moments, precisely in those dark moments. That's why as Christians... When we go through dark things, we never, ever, ever lose hope. The gospel is about hope. If you didn't know anything about the Christian story, and you come into this church and you looked up, you'd be like, these people are nuts. They have a 
What's this? They have a guy hanging on a cross. That's why we tell people not just about Good Friday, but what we're working toward, which is Easter Sunday. Every year, we go through a time of penance and reparation, sackcloth and ashes. Lord, I'm sorry. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Forgive me of my sins. And it's not about us getting focused on our sin, but it's about us giving God our sins so that He can live more fully through us. He can resurrect again. He can live again. He can be born again through each and every of the baptized. So the purpose of penance and examining our conscience. We just at the last Mass had the scrutinies for the RCIA. They stand up here. And basically it's a public acknowledgement that yes, I'm a sinner. But I'm willing to publicly acknowledge to you I'm a sinner, not because I'm afraid, but because I'm full of hope of the overwhelming goodness and mercy of our Savior. So you see, the greatest saints are born from the darkest moments. So when you see your sins, thank Him. Praise Him. Give Him glory. When God shines His light into our souls and we see our sin, let us not forget that it's the work of God that reveals sin. And it's the work of God as He reveals sin that invites us to accept the free, unmerited gift of His grace and favor and mercy. That's why we present bread and wine up here. There's nothing... We could say, well, why don't we present diamonds and gold bars up here on the altar for God to to offer to Him? We present simple offerings of bread and wine because there's nothing you and I can give Him that makes Him any better than He already is. He's already perfect. He's already great. He doesn't need anything that we have. He wants to give us what He has. So the bread and wine are simple offerings that we give to the Lord, which in His eyes are just as valuable as silver and gold. Some pastors might not agree with that. (laughs) But simple gifts of bread and wine in God's eyes are just as valuable as as gold and silver. Why is that? Because God sees the heart. He doesn't see the amount you put in the envelope. He doesn't see all the good things you do. He sees your heart in how you do what you do. He sees your heart in packing the lunch. He sees your heart in cleaning the counter. He sees your heart in letting someone go that, that cut you off. He sees your heart in your patient endurance in your marriages, in your families, in your workplaces. He sees your hearts. And so we offer Him, we present Him these simple gifts of bread and wine as an offering from our hearts to His. And what does He do? He transforms something so simple into His very body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so we present to God our simplicity, our littleness, our brokenness. We give Him everything that we have, everything that we are. So this song of the dance, God has danced with humanity from the beginning of time. When I think of the Lord of the dance, when I think of God dancing, I think of these great saints. 
who by God's grace begin to dance in step with the Lord. They begin to dance with God. Where the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they would refuse. They wanted to always lead the dance. The Lord says, I'm the Lord of the dance, not you. I'm leading this dance, God says. And He invites us to take His hands in His arms and dance with Him. But we often want to like, we want to go this way and He wants to go that way. We're stepping on each other's toes. But the Lord's saying, let me dance with you. So, grace and nature. God's grace wants to dance with our human nature. When grace and nature dance, you have saints. Saints are those in their human nature who begin to cooperate with God's divine grace. And as I said, it's in the simple things that we dance with grace, cooperate with grace. It's not in the big things. It's in the little things. Mother Teresa, I love this quote. She says, Do little things with great love. God does not call us to be successful. He calls us to be faithful. We're called to be faithful in offering the little things each day to the Lord of the dance. In offering them and dancing with Him with our life each day. From the moment we get up to the moment we lay our head down, say our closing prayers for the evening, the moment our sleep, everything, we offer it all to the Lord of the dance. So that as God is invited into our lives and we invite Him into our lives and, and, and we give Him our lives, we dance. This is what John Paul did. This is what Maximilian Colby did. This is what Mother Teresa did. This is what uh, Teresa of Avila, John of the Cross, you name the saints. All of the saints allowed the Lord to dance with them. And you know how we often, when you watch, you know, if you watch something uh, where somebody's dancing and they're good at it, you, we always say, well, they dance so gracefully, right? It's grace. Grace is not like this. Grace is nice. It's their nice move, right? It's a movement. It's a gentle flow. It's harmony. You know? So God, God is inviting you into the dance. His grace is given to you. You're offering your humanity. You're offering your simple lives and everything about us. Bread and wine to simplicity. We're laying it on the altar. And say, Lord, teach me to dance. You taught John Paul II to dance. You taught Teresa of Avila. You taught Mother Teresa. You taught... These saints, how to dance. Teach me to dance. I want to dance. And so he's the Lord of the dance. And so this is the prayer that this woman is entering into in our gospel today. The gospel today is about a woman learning to dance. And it's about others that are trying to interrupt the dance. You know, like you're dancing with your beloved or your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend and some person rudely comes in and like tries to break up the dance and steal your bride or steal your girlfriend or boyfriend you know what I mean break up the dance that's not a good thing that's what fights start right God wants to dance with this woman and the Pharisees and Sadducees come in 
And they're trying to interrupt God's dance with the sinful woman. Because they don't believe God should dance with sinners. What did he say in that song? Listen. I dance for the scribes and the Pharisees, but they would not dance. They would not follow me. I dance for the fishermen, for James and for John. They came with me and the dance went on. Some accept God's invitation. Will you have this dance with me? That's what he's saying at the Mass to you. Will you have this dance with me? And this woman was left... Notice, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful scripture to meditate on. This woman in our Gospel today. Jesus had to first deal with those trying to interrupt the dance. Okay, Now, important part of this Gospel is the scribes and Pharisees that were interrupting the dance, they're in you and me. They're not people out here. They're in us. There are scribes and Pharisees in you and in me that want to interrupt the Lord's dance with our brokenness, with our sinfulness, with our our weaknesses. We are the scribes and Pharisees. And we're also the sinful woman. So when you're exposed, what does it say? This woman, teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. She was exposed. Brought into the light. She felt horrible. She felt ashamed. She felt like willing to hide. They dragged her, put her in the middle of everyone. And little did they know, Jesus was going to teach them about dancing with humanity. And so what happens? This woman is there in the middle, and these Pharisees and Sadducees start saying, What are you doing? You can't... What are you going to do about her? Look what she's done. Moses says we should stone her. And God, Jesus says to them, He starts writing on the ground. And I like to think of this as Jesus is saying, please think about what you're saying. That's that's what you just said is really stupid. Think about what you're saying. Jesus is like, I could just hear Him in His heart like, Father, what am I going to do now? Listen to these people. He's kind of like writing. He's, he's, in, he's inviting them to reflect on what they're saying. When you see your sins, reflect on how you respond to your sinful, broken self. If it's condemning, like, let's stone them, or let's, I don't, let's push them out, or let's avoid that part of me. That's not Jesus. That's Jesus writing on the ground. He says, pay attention to what you're thinking now. Pay attention to what you're saying. Right? And then what happens... Jesus basically says to them, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. They all walk away. He's left alone. I love it. He's left alone with the woman. And it says here, he straightened up. Just like he's getting ready to dance, invite her to dance. He straightened up and said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, sir. Then Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go from now on and sin no more. So he calls her into the dance. She responds. They begin the dance. That woman is 
not thinking, well, one day in 2013 at St. Robert Bellarmine in Omaha, they're going to be reading about me. She wasn't thinking that, but we're reading about her today because God wants you and I to recognize we are all the sinful woman and we are all the scribes and Pharisees. Give Jesus the simple gift of your life when we have offertory. Place your life on the altar and begin to learn the dance of grace and humanity and nature. Let the God of glory, the Lord of the dance, have this dance with you today and throughout the whole day. Think of your day as a dance. And you know when you're dancing well and not, right? The day, each day we live is a dance. It's another dance with the Lord. And you're going to mess up. You're going to step on His toes. You're not going to do all as well. That's part of learning the dance. So, as we continue the Mass, ask God to come into those areas where you condemn and want to throw stones at yourself or others. And ask Him for that grace to move beyond that judgmentalism into an embrace of love and compassion. Yeah.